Hello and welcome to Seismic Cinema. So put your feet up and watch as the two people you've ever loved die. Grab your umbrella and prepare to never make a profit with your law firm because you're forever doing pro bonos and it's not going to be a successful venture. That law firm kind of sounds like our podcast. <laughs> it does. Did you like my dark <laughs> intro? Yeah. I mean, it makes this movie sound way better than it is. <laughs> Hi. Oh, is that giving, is that me giving my feelings straight after that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and, then, and before Paul can butcher the intro, we are Seismic Cinema, and usually I've not seen it, and Paul's watched it in the wrong order. Um, on this occasion, I don't think either of us seen it, unless you'd seen it years ago. I've seen it when it first came out, yeah, okay. uh, years and I, years and years ago, 2003. I owned it on DVD. It was like, do you know how you used to get those random like superhero mixed box sets back in the day? Had like three or four like random superhero movies. It was like X Men and Fantastic Four, and then like this. You know, I think I remember you having that actually. Yeah, that does actually. I think it's, I think it's Electra I've got. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch that next. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted. So yeah, we're Seismic Cinema, um, and we are a movie and TV podcast, and we like to rank things sometimes, and sometimes have special guests on. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Seismic Cinema. So give us a follow, share, like, retweet, all those technological words. And you can also find us or watch us on YouTube and Spotify. And you can listen to us on other platforms like Audible, Amazon Music, Good Pods, and all the other ones. So, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's definitely your job going forward. Uh, I'm glad I edited out my attempt at it last week because <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> I, to say, um, I reckon there's a lot of people who watch us or listen to us hopefully that don't subscribe follow or um, any of those other things so if you could um, subscribe or follow or share retweet like our page it'd be much appreciated and help us grow our number of subscribers and get me that equipment that I badly want <laughs> I know, and if you want to try and fund this attempt at getting good equipment, uh, we've got a Buy Me A Coffee page. So if you want to visit that, buy me a coffee forward slash Seismic Cinema, you know. Every every penny counts towards making Colin sound a bit better. Unfortunately, can't make him look a bit better, but we can make him sound a bit better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we probably should have mentioned what we're doing in this episode. We've decided to do a bit of a superhero month for May because there's lots of superhero things coming out like guardians of the galaxy 3 which i'm going to go see on monday night and um across the spider-verse however we don't like to review things that are currently out because everybody and their dog will be doing them so we decided to review 2003's daredevil after yes yes uh, I, I was going to say at the request of craig from uh what's the script um so it's his fault that i had to spend an hour and a half watching this again and however long this podcast takes, he's just wasted all these precious minutes of my life. Thank you, Craig. Thanks. Thanks for that, Paul. So <laughs> and decide what we're doing for the rest of the month. So next we'll review the DC film Man of Steel. Uh, that and then the following week we're going back to Marvel and we're going to review uh, Into the Spider-Verse of the, the sequel coming out and then we're going to finish off our month by reviewing Batman 89 which I've never seen 
and then we're going to take a wee week's holiday for my birthday and my MOT and various other things. Yes, life gets in the way, so. <laughs> but I was looking at that week, I was like, yeah, I could do just one less thing that week with all the stuff that yeah, I've got going on. And so, it's on. okay, I'll do, I'll do a solo carry, it's fine. You don't even know how to work StreamYards, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I asked a terrible idea. I mean, I followed it, all the any time I've offered you the login details, you've just went nah, nah, nah. Hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. You can if you want. That, that, can, that can that can be a birthday present. I'll do a solo podcast that you can just laugh at it. And I get to choose the I get to choose the the, the theme. The movie. Uh, you have to do Daredevil again. <laughs> nah, sorry, right, never mind. I'll take the holiday. Anyway, before we get into the review itself, um, I've decided to rebrand a lot of our different segments to make them um, be alliteration. So this is now what used to be what we're watching. It's now called Seismic Suggestions, where we suggest um, films and TV shows we've watched recently that we think you should also check out. Yes. Uh, who's want to go first? Do you want to go first? Me? You? Um, you don't usually use the go first, so I'll maybe take a wee turn this time. On you go, son. Uh, so I'm not going to do this in any particular order. I watched the first episode of Volume Two of Visions this morning. Oh, I forgot that was out. Yes. Yeah, that's that's out today. So I watched the first one this morning. I won't say anything about it. Um, and but however, if you're listening to this, you should check out our review of Volume One, which just dropped last week. It just dropped yesterday, did it not? Oh no, I mean I, I'm forgetting this doesn't drop till the week after. Yes. <laughs> Um, break the four falls. So I watched that. Yeah. Um, me and Alien finished Blue Lights on iPlayer, which is a six-parter, uh, which is really good, really enjoyable. Um, we've started watching Luther. The oh, from watch, season one. We're going to watch in the right order. We're going to watch the TV show and then the movie at the end. Quite right, quite right. Have you come across is it Alice? Yes, crazy. Crazy Alice, yeah. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. I love her. She's a great character. We're only, I think we've watched the first two episodes of season one, so yeah, we've been okay. working my way through that. Um, I watched Daredevil, obviously, ahead of the review. I watched it over a couple of days, just time-wise. Uh, well, me and Aileen were, we're still, these invites will come eventually. Um, I put on, randomly, just wanted some background noise, I put on Fresh Meat. I don't know if you ever watched it back in the day. I didn't, but it was like a who's who of like kind of young comedians, wasn't it? It was like the all star kind of show. Uh, it was like Jack Whitehall and uh, Simon from the Inbetweeners and the the Gary the, female, the actress from the latest season of You. You know the Kate, I think she was called in You. Mm -hmm. She was in it uh, as well. So I, put, I put that on. Just I don't know why. I just went on Netflix and it's a random thing I put on. Yeah. Uh, what else? I've got right back into Inside Number Nine on iPlayer, uh, the anthology series. And there was one episode in season two that I was like, mm, really fancy this, but five out of the six episodes in season three were like top quality. I would, I'm going to, this is becoming like a non Star Wars version of Rebels, but I would highly recommend checking out an episode or two and see what you think. Like, it's different to Black Mirror and it's not about technology, but it's they've always got a big twist and it gets really quite dark at times as well. And it's it's good. It's funny as well. It's good good humor as well. 
Is, is there any pigs involved? No, no pigs were hurt in the making of this. And <laughs> um, that's everything. I just like to mention that I keep forgetting that the new season of Brooklyn Nine is out. So at some point, I'd like to watch the it's the last season. I'd quite like to watch that at some point. Okay. Mm. Uh, did, you, did you ever? Did you say like, a few weeks ago that you're watching the Night Agent? We watched it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that's mainly what I've been watching this week. Um, yeah. Watched it all. I watched it. We, me and Scarlett binged it um, Saturday into Sunday. We watched all ten episodes and we watched it till like four in the morning. Uh, and yeah, it was actually really. I wasn't wasn't sure what to expect at the mm. start, but um, yeah, once you got into it, it was really really good. I found I get into it quite quickly. However, the last couple of episodes, I think I fell asleep a few times just with yeah. general tiredness. So I don't yeah. really remember how it ended that well, but I did enjoy the, the rest of it, yeah. I remember being really yeah. spoilers for the night agent. I remember being really gutted when his mentor became the baddie. Yeah, because at the start, I'm like, oh, she she'll definitely be a baddie. Like, there's no doubt she's not, she is the baddie. And then it was like, oh, she's not the baddie. I'm like, oh, okay. Then it turned out she was, and I was like, I knew that. And see, when they <laughs> killed off Jeff Malo and I was inconsolable, I actually screamed out loud. <laughs> I can imagine you did, yes. Um, it's, it's not just my suits love the actor that said Lucifer, Lucifer as well. Yeah. Why is he? Is he, um, what's he again? He's like, Lucifer's not, brother. Yeah, was it? It's not Gal, Galadriel or something? No. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Gabriel? No, gonna, no, it's not Gabriel. Oh, Ezekiel? Gonna, no, that's going to be me now. You've annoyed me now. Um, me now. Well, the, thing I was, the only thing I would say about the night the agent is a mini deal. Um, I kept seeing like continuity errors like throughout. And I was like, oh, this is annoying. It was like, you know, when the the, pres- the vice president's daughter has been held in the shipping container, mm-hmm. and she's using the- she's using a pillow to hide the hole in the wall. Right. I was watching that, and then the pillow would be on the ground, and then the next next shot it'd be up in the bed, and then the next shot it'd be down on the ground, and the next shot it'd be up in the bed. And I'm like, what's this pillow doing? <laughs> you need Just to staff you things. Need- you need to get out more. I, I was like rewinding. It. I was like, Scarlett, look at this. Look at this. Anyway, <laughs> your so Paul, what have you been apart from Night Agent? What have you been checking out this week? Uh, to be honest, not really much. Night Agent, I watched Visions last week because we we're watching Visions. Uh, we did to review Visions, um, and apart from that, not a lot. Um, no, nah, nothing, nothing at all. Just the Night Agent, I think. I wasn't anything, anything else. Uh, any series right? I've been catching up on. I try to catch some Rebels, but. I start watching the episode, and then I get called away to do something or do something else. And air severe, you saw, it. you saw some of the reviews on Twitter. No, like crazy boys. I know. Hi, I, I do need to. I, I want to. I want to. I'll, I'll get there. Need, I'll get there. You'll need to before I soak at least. Yeah. Right. You ready for some seismic seismic statements? Yes, sir. Hit me with some good trivia. I've got five fun facts. And three bonus ones if you want them. Sure. Okay, do you want to hear some of the actors that were considered for the lead roles? 
Aye, on you go. So Daredevil, um, some of the actors who were linked with or almost cast include Vin Diesel. No. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Who at one point I think was signed on. Um, Edward Norton, aka Incredible Hulk. I'd be a very skinny Daredevil. And Colin Farrell, who got a different role, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting well, mix, but out of, well, out of all of them, I'm glad Ben Affleck got it because I would I think I'd like the rest yeah. of them. Maybe Damon would have done all right. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Nah, nah. Okay, and for Electra, um, Kate Winslet. Okay. Uh, Salma Hay. Hayek. Salma Hayek. Yeah. Who's in the new season of Black Mirror? And our very own Natalie Portman. I could see any of them doing a good job. I can't believe we've made it this far into the podcast, Paul. Um, happy May the 4th. Well, to be fair, when the episode drops, you know, it's not May the 4th. I know, but we're filming it on May the 4th. Yes, May the 4th be with you. Yes, always. Always. Right, fun fact <laughs> two. Um, Colin Farrell, I think you maybe realised in the film, um, was very Irish, and he was encouraged to keep the accent uh, for the, or use the accent, because the bullseye version in this movie is Irish. I did gather that, yes. And number three, um, the person, the actor that plays Wesley. Do you remember Wesley from the TV show? He's quite a big character in the TV show. Uh, John Favreau. No. No. Wesley. Wesley's a Kingpin's right hand guy. Oh, right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. The actor's called it Leyland Orser or something. Anyway, he's um, Liam Neeson's. Best pal and taken. Yeah, in the CIA, yeah, in the CIA, he's like uh, part of the protection yeah. group. Yeah, I, I recognise him right away. Uh, number four. Uh, did you not? Did you not recognise him from Saving Private Ryan as well? Uh, now you mention it a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, number four, Kevin Smith, the actor. Um, he played a he had a cameo as a forensic scientist named Jack something that I can't read. Uh, yeah, I only noticed that and when I was watching it an hour ago, I was like, that's Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that finds the Daredevil's batting and shows it to the reporter. I don't actually remember seeing it in the film. I just read it on my, my scrounge. Uh, and number five, quite fitting for our discussion the other day, they actually released Daredevil, the album, in February 2003. You could buy an album of the soundtracks. Ah. The only tracks I like at this movie is the Evanescence ones. Like they well, were I've added that to the wedding playlist, by the way, bring me back to life. Oh, what about the other one? Was uh, it My Eternal or something? Mm. You get that one on. You know, when they went at the funeral. Yes, because that's what it's a pure, it's a, it's a pure sad depressing one. <laughs> we won at the uh, do you want the bonus facts? Are you bored? <clears throat> no, hit me with it. <clears throat> Um, the film was banned in Malaysia due to excessive violence. Nah, don't think it was that. Oh, there's a couple of bits that are a bit, a bit naughty. Uh, and apparently, a bit there's naughty. a 
half hour longer director's cut that's apparently a lot better. Mm. Oh, well. Where do we find that? I don't know. But it has an extra subplot, apparently, with a character that's taken out the film. I'm really struggling to read the last thing I wrote. Give me a second. What does that say? I'm sure. Don't know. Really... Okay. I'm, I'm sure. Whilst you're trying to decipher for that, um, I don't know if you've seen the scores or not. What do you think it got on IMDb out of 10? 5.2. You've looked at this before. It's 5.3. <laughs> Mm. Oh, that's really annoying me that I can't read that. Hold on, I, I actually want to check what it was. It's gonna what, what, uh, what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty-four percent. Forty-three percent and thirty-five percent on the audience. So not universally loved. Mm. Well, we're just about to get into our own review, and then we'll see what's coming from there. I really wish um, I knew what I'd written there. Why can't it's I write it? We can, we can go back to it, don't worry. Just, we'll plod on with it, that random bonus fact oh, at the end. No, I'm going to find it. Hold on. Because it's just above that bit Malaysia. By, by the way, this, this fact better be bloody amazing after all this. Stick with me here. This better shape me to my core. And it's a little rubbish as well. Oh, it's quite a random thing. Oh, I don't know what it is now. Um, so when there were, as a, a business business guy, I was um, quite interested that when this film was getting marketed, it was just when online ticket purchases was becoming a trend, like becoming popular. And right. if, you bought, if you bought tickets for this, you got a T-shirt, you got some cufflinks, and you got some Game Boy games. I thought that really kind of showed the bit of kind of that it came out in. How did they make any money off this film? <laughs> they actually made a decent profit. Yeah, well, to be fair, it was like this was like one of the like not one of the first ones, but when Superhero Films wasn't quite quite on its feet yet. Yeah, it made a. What was it? it? Says on Wikipedia it made 180 million. Aye, versus like 80, I think it made like 100 million dollar profit or something. Yeah. There right, well, we get into the, the main bit of the review then, P. Quay. Sure. Let's do it. You've already made your your feelings abundantly clear. Oh, I'm kind of frozen. You back? Okay, you're back. You're back. Yeah. So you've made your points really clear. Do you want Do you want my uh, my perception? Sure. Sure. That is with your your undying optimism. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim that it's great. 
I quite enjoy watching it. Aye. Like, I, like, I watched it over, like, a couple of sittings. So, like, I watched, like, an hour and then, like, an hour. So it was, like, two sittings. Um, but I had quite a good time watching it. Like, I thought it was quite funny. Humour was quite good. You know, a banging soundtrack. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I just... There was a lot of elements of the film I thought were quite... I thought it was quite well directed. The one thing I particularly liked was the some of the transitions. Yeah, hey, okay. Some quite artsy. Like what? Which ones? I don't know if I want to do this just yet. <laughs> um, we'll come back to that. What? We'll come back. We'll come back to the transitions. Um. Oh, Bullseye was absolutely hilarious, but you couldn't take him seriously at all as a villain because it was just like ridiculous. But the- oh, he is so over the top, isn't he? He's just like so cheesy. Um, yeah, and yeah, like when he said, like, I, I need a costume, <laughs> and uh. And he shows up and he, his costumes are exactly what basically what he was wearing before. Like it was like no change. Mm. And uh you know, like in the street and he misses and he's like having a freak out, he's like, I never miss, I never miss. Like, I need to go kill him now. And then like in the church when they're fighting, he misses him like a billion times with like the stained glass windows and stuff. And he's just like, Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was certainly it was certainly memorable. Aye, like when I was like, thinking back about the film before I watched it, and I, I vividly remember Colin Farrell and his big bullseye scar on his head and his crazy facial expressions. That's I all. Don't I, have, I don't know how I've never came across that character before, like ever. Like it just it feels like one that should be mentioned more, just as a bit of a meme. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's just it's like um it's like Nicholas Cage on steroids. It's just like it's just no matter what he's doing, he's just like Ugh. I don't think we're gonna get very far into this podcast. That's why I hesitated earlier because the the last rename segment um where I pick out a couple of questions to ask you about some of your favourite things in the film, uh segment solutions, where you give me your solutions to my questions. Um one of them was um your favorite transition because I felt there was three or four times there was some really clever uh, transitions within the film. Was there any that stood out to you? Do you remember? Uh, one I quite liked was I think I think if this is what if this is what you mean by transition. Um, was when he was chasing like one of the kingpin's enforcers down the street and. Oh, no, it wasn't the enforcer. I think it was the guy at the start. Um, and he looks in a puddle and mm-hmm. he, he sees the reflection of Daredevil in the puddle up on the roof. Yeah. And then Daredevil jumps down into the puddle. That, that was the one that kind of stood there for me. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I like that. That's the one that I was going to say as well, actually. Um, but it happens quite a few times. They quite often use his glasses to like transition to like, mm-hmm. different scenes or different areas. So I thought from like a directorial perspective that it was quite 
well put together in a lot of senses. Like, I think it did that quite well and transitions like that are something I've always liked. I think there was one in the the Batman. There was a I remember there'd been a couple in that movie that we referenced as well. Yeah, probably I can't remember which ones it was. Was that in the car chase and stuff? No, I can't remember. Um we, so like, we, like we, this, I agree on that one. Yeah. Like the movie wasn't like completely bad. Like I had some cool ideas like I liked uh Daredevil's like sonar vision the way it kind of portrayed it. Um mm. and like when he was getting confused and stuff, like the way it made everything kind of like double images and stuff, it made it really confusing. Um like when Is like it... there's loud noises and stuff and like shockwaves. That see that bit the bit I found a bit weird was it because it wasn't like this. I've watched we should have talked about this at the start actually. Um I've watched season one of the show. I haven't watched all three seasons. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed season one. I just didn't. I think when spoilers when Kingpin went to jail, I was a bit sad because I really liked him as a villain in the show. But anyway, um, where was I going with this? Yeah, I don't know. Are you talking about it didn't make it clear or something? Or we should have talked about it at the start. <laughs> it should have been talked about at the start. <laughs> no, no, no. We should have talked about like our kind of experience of the character. So yeah, I've watched season one. I honestly can't remember what we were talking about beforehand, but well. Right. Well, what is your experience so of Daredevil before this? That is, that is my experience. I've watched season one of the season show. one. I've seen him in She Hulk, and I've watched this. Um, are you going to ask me about my Belgium top before I forget? Oh yeah, what's with the Belgium top? Because I've asked this before, and you were very cagey. Belgium, Belgium, the football team. Their nickname is like the Red Devils, and we're talking about Daredevil. That was the link. Size connection. I was actually going to wear something something red tonight, but I didn't have it. <laughs> Somewhere in my uniform. I always uh, look through my wardrobe before we do a review to see if there's anything that can link up. Yeah. Oh, this movie, when it first came out, I think my first experience of it was actually on it was Top of the Pops or something like that. And the Evanescence song came out, um, Bring Me to Life. I think that reached number one, and the music video for it was the official music video for like Daredevil because it was part of the soundtrack. And I think the music video came out before the movie as a kind of teaser kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, I want to go see that." So I ended up watching it. I can't remember watching it in the cinema on DVD or something or maybe VHS back in the day. If that was VHS, I can't remember. Um, and that was my first introduction to it. And I remember just watching the the bit Jennifer Garner's like slicing the sandbags because it had that bring me to life song like but mm-hmm. over and over again. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, it was about Jennifer, thing, Gar- Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck got married. Did they? I think it yeah, was like two thousand five. Was still married? Nah, 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 no. Nah, ben Affleck's married to Jennifer Lopez now. Hmm. But I think they were kids and stuff. I didn't know that until Scott nah. told me today. I was like, well, I did not know that. Interesting. Um, talking about Ben Affleck, remember and watch Goodwill Hunting and Dead Poet Society. I know he's not in Dead Poet Society, but I watched those films at the same time. Um, I've seen Goodwill Hunting. I know, but we watch it. It's good. Um, it was a bit of a trend in the 2000s, wasn't it? Because Spider-Man and Nickelback are always very closely connected as well. Oh, yeah. What does that song go like? 
Gets a blast. And I need a hero to save us. I'm not gonna stand here and wait. It's like listening to Chad Kroger <laughs> all over again. Um, I, I, the, the next thing I want to ask is, well, I'll just do the next two. I think the question lead into the discussion as well. Um, favorite actor in the film? Was it a standout performance or just somebody you liked? Uh, see, I could, I, I could go for like the low-hanging fruit and go for Colin Farrell just because he was totally deranged and... Mm-hmm. I think he that was an easy one to go for because like you didn't have to do too much too seriously mm-hmm. and all the stuff he was yeah if he had to do it, it was like CGI like um when he was uh, in action I quite liked uh, Michael Clark Duncan as a kingpin okay do you know he dies yeah 2012 or something yeah aye um because he gives off quite a good performance. He comes across like quite charming, but quite uh, devious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like an actor you've like you've like, seen like, the Green Mile and stuff, and you always like always comes across as like a really like nice guy, and you're always rooting for him. So it's weird to see him as the as the bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I quite liked his performance. Uh, a couple of them, like it wasn't too bad, but I just found. Uh, ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Garner's. I don't know, it's found them like really cheesy together. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way they talk to each other, and that, like, it's probably the script writing, but just the way they talk to each other and the way they acted around each other just wasn't just didn't feel right to me. You froze a bit there, I did that. Um, it's terrible because what I was saying was absolute gold, too. Uh, no, no, I, I can hear you, it's just your face wasn't moving. All oh, right, okay. No, that's that's fine. <laughs> Not much. My face doesn't do much. Uh, yeah, like he was. He was probably my favorite character. What about you? Uh, so, I easy one for me. I always forget what his character's called. He's the the, the his law partner. Yeah, I knew you were going to say him. I thought Foggy Nelson. I'm, I'm, I know we love we love Favreau anyway for everything he's done for Star Wars and what he's done for the MCU, etc. But um yeah, I thought he was really funny. There was a particular line that really stood out was uh, when they were talking about Electra's name and he, he made it say what was it, Electra Sounds like, Aye. It's like you sound like a Mexican dessert or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually did. I laughed out loud quite a few times in the film, I must admit. I did find it quite funny, but it was unintentionally so. And he was trying to trick, he kept trying to trick Matt, Matt and stuff, like different things. He was like, um, when he was playing basketball, he's like, swish, and he completely missed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually know John Favreau was in this until I started watching it and he was in it. Um, I totally forgot he was in this until uh, I seen him at the, the lawyer's table at the start, and I was like, oh. He's now the director of The Mandalorian and Savior of Star Wars. That's crazy. Something I struggled with a bit was the fact that I had watched the TV show first. So I was constantly comparing them to their counterparts in the show. So that was the last 
question I wanted to ask today um, was, is there any actors you liked more than the ones in the show? And is there any ones you liked a lot less than the ones in the show? Uh, hmm. You don't have to do it all. I could just kind of chime in here and there as well. Well, I liked Charlie Cox a lot better than Ben Affleck as Daredevil itself. But same. But to me, he is. To me, he is. To me, he is Daredevil because up till like two days ago, he was all I'd ever known. Yeah. Well, see, I'd seen Ben Affleck before Charlie Cox, and mm. I, I don't know. I think he just carries it off better. Um, but it's hard to. It's hard to compare them because, like, a TV show is pro- is more well rounded, more better written, um, more yes. better, written. more better written. Yes, My English good. Yes, please, thanks. Me feeling um, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm totally off, off track there. Um, yeah, so I think because this movie's not the best written. It's hard to compare because I think Ben Affleck could do a better job. I think it's just a sign of the times. Like this feel this definitely feels like a cheesy early two thousands movie. Um, mm. Whereas the Netflix series kind of ramped up a wee bit, and the action got a lot better. The the effects got a lot better. Like for two thousand and three, and the budget this has, I feel like the CGI is so ropey. In some of the fight scenes, it's unreal. Like, it just looks so fake. Um, and like the stunt work as well. Like, you see somebody, I think it was Electra, you know, and she gets stabbed and he like throws her off a roof. Mm-hmm. And when he throws her off the roof, she's like basically like, uh, like belly flopping onto the roof below. But uh, in the next shot, it shows her like forward rolling onto the roof below. And it's like, how that doesn't make sense like physics wise uh, and I've just meandered off of characters and off the bits I don't like <laughs> um, and by the way this Hell's Kitchen must be a tiny place because everybody seems to find everybody in these rooftops it's like it's like oh just oh there we go that rooftop there we go found them and, and Ben Affleck's defense from doing my uh, weekly Wikipedia stock he hates the film and wanted it to be a lot darker and more like the comic books yeah, I must admit I've never read the comic book, so I can attest to that. So apparently, uh, there were scenes in the film that were literally a direct lift from some of the comic books. Yeah. Okay. What What did you think of the look of the their devil costume? Um, yeah, I thought it was quite kind of, as you say, corny in early two thousands. I like it better in the well because he he builds up. He takes ages to get his costume in the show, doesn't he? Is it not like near the end of the season he finally gets the suit? Yeah, because he I, starts off with like just a blindfold and uh, like an Under Armour t-shirt. <laughs> I think once I've watched Rebels, I might watch season two and three of Daredevil because I did really enjoy season one. Yeah, it's good. It does get good as well. It's like a lot, um, the Punisher comes into it at some point as well. It's it's awesome. Uh, like John that. John Brenta. Yeah, uh, you, you've mentioned that show before. Uh, I must admit, I did prefer the Kingpin in the show versus the movie. I feel like the one in the movie was just a bit too nice and a bit like you couldn't really picture him being as 
nasty as who is it the actor that plays him in the show? Uh, is it D'Onofrio? Yeah, because he's in uh, Hawkeye as well. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> is in the last two episodes because I've not seen them yet. Last episode. <laughs> Um, I think it was oh, what's going on? Why's my picture gone? I see you. I did. I just went black for me. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, see, I, I preferred um, him, and also because that version of um, Kingpin's in like the Spider-Man P- PS games things like that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he is. He is really good in the in the TV show. Don't know as I said earlier, like my, my reason for not watching season two was I know he wasn't dead, but when Kingpin got put in jail, I was like, oh, I really, really like He was like my favourite character in the show. Do, do I know a secret? Hmm. He doesn't stay in jail long. I didn't think he would. I know I should have just kept watching. Anyway, um, so Favreau plays, what was his? I keep forgetting his name. He's Pal. Foggy Nelson. What did you think of Favreau versus Foggy in the show? Uh, I I like to show Foggy better. Um, he is quite funny in uh, the movie, uh, Favreau, but I feel like he's just very one-dimensional. He's just like ripping mm-hmm. himself. He's just playing the old, we're poor, we need better clients. We're poor, let's more. He's got a point. Yep. To be fair, like, I think we're all we're all Foggy Nelson just now. I think the I think the TV show obviously has the benefit of being like ten hours per season, or having that to to delve into the characters. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like you can make you. I think this one they just try to cram a lot in, and it's hard to develop it, and it's just very short and sweet, and like, even like. Does you not feel like um, Affleck and Gardner's like romance was very, very rushed? Like no, no more than rushed. I, I remember thinking like when I was watching it, like he should be in jail. See the way he pursued her, like stalked her, followed her, grabbed her arm, wouldn't take no for an answer. Like that's the kind of videos you show like young people nowadays. Like don't do that. You end up in jail. Yes, that's a social education. No, no. Um, <laughs> what, what did you think of the, the playground fight? That was the worst thing in a world, by the way. I, I had to pause it like three times because I was cringing so bad at it. Yeah, the, the whole... I there... Not wanting oh, to get the road he was on to, to suddenly being like... Like, we're together, do you know what I mean? So I guess... I guess yeah. you're right on that account. There was a, and like, was how, a did, blonde, how did she? How, sorry, there you go. There's a blonde. Uh, at some point, is that the movie version of the the blonde that's in the TV show? You know, they're like receptionist when it's in. It I, think so. I think so. I think so. It was a Karen Page or something. Yeah, I think it was. Because at first, I thought they were going to get together. Because like she right, was okay. with them at one point. Yeah. That's the uh, thing. Is I, that not the last set of Grey's Anatomy? Is it? I think so. Well, the main one? The reception song? No, the main one of Grey's Anatomy, the lead? No. I think so. Ellen Pompeo. I don't think it is. 
No, they're not. They're not the same person. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Ellen Pompeo, Karen Page. 100%. Are you looking us up? I'm, I'm looking, literally looking at it on Wikipedia. Uh, are you looking it up? Yeah, I've got it. It's right here in front of me. What's her name? Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo. Are you doing live research in the middle of the podcast? That's not the same person. What, from Grey's Anatomy? Ellen Pompeo Daredevil. Oh, you yeah, mean the oh, you mean the the one in the movie, not the one in the show. Yeah, I thought you were meaning the one in the show was the one in Grey's Anatomy because I was like, no, that's definitely not right. All right, no, she's in the what was it um, Escape Room? Yes, great film by the way. It's a great film. Second one's pretty decent too. Enjoyed the first one a lot. I watched mm. it with Alien as well. She liked it. Yeah, you watched the second one with me, didn't you? Yeah, what's your house? I think we watched both of them together. Did we? I probably actually, yeah. I think so, yeah. That's when you should invite me over. <laughs> I know. Oh, I need to tidy this first. Um, right, have we got see, anything else? Sorry, on you go. I just had the question like, see, Daredevil's actually like power set, like his actual skill set. Like, I think he just got like enhanced senses, right? Yeah. And like, he's like quite, quite gymnastic and like acrobatic. It's never really made sense to me because, like, I think it's meant to be like the the chemicals that got to him that took his eyesight, where was what caused all his other hens, um, senses to be enhanced. But it just feels highly convenient, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's not even that. Like, see, throughout the movie, he like jumps like really like across buildings and stuff like really long distances he jumps up to the first story of a church like super like super strength though and it's like has, he doesn't have super strength so like where does this come from he I can jump that. From, have you ever watched i probably made you watch them before that, that youtube channel is like pitch meetings no don't know what that is it's just it's, it's, i'll show you sometime it's basically they just like take the mic out of films and it was like basically, like, oh, what skills has he got? Basically, what you were saying, it's like, oh, oh, can he jump from buildings and like swing from building to building? So basically, they were just saying like he's just taking Spider-Man's skills and pinched them. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think him as a character can physically do that. He's just mm-hmm. a man, but he's. I think he's got like good balance and like super acrobatic, and he's good at fighting, which doesn't mean he should be able. to jump from like across the street to that building kind of thing and like, oh, Bullseye was doing it too Bullseye was like mm-hmm. jumping up like crazy like heights and stuff and it was like how are these guys doing it they're just people you need to suspend your disbelief I think when you watch these films Paul look okay <laughs> you're going you're to make yourself ill um, something I'd quite like to touch on like the kind of social commentary in this film and sense of It'd be quite interesting to see what like the kind of blind community would think of this film and how it's portrayed. Yeah, I cause I was I was actually quite I never noticed it before, but it was quite interesting to see all the different 
um, tools to utilize. Like, you know, when he's doing the, uh, like, folding his money so he can tell which ones are which notes and stuff. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And the uh, braille and the necklace and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like the opening, cre- opening credits, you know, like when it's uh, the city lights and then it turns to braille and then it mm-hmm. turns to their names. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder, what do you think the community would think? I dropped my pen there, by the way, just in case you wonder what that noise was. No, sorry. Um, I think, like, similar to what kind of Miss Marvel did for kind of like that age group and her culture, I feel like this must be quite inspirational as a character in film for for people that are blind. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really kind of given... I guess that's the part, the part of the purpose of the Daredevil character in the first place was to to make people think that anyone could be a hero. Yeah, inclu- uh, inclusiveness. Yeah. And yeah. um, the one bit I found weird in the film was like when it rained, they could see people. I don't, I don't remember yeah. that happening in the show. Yeah, I quite like the effect of like as I was going to say before, like I quite like the the effect of it, like the way they try to do it, um, try to do it different. And uh, I thought it actually looked quite nice, the actual shot itself. I think this is like, I don't know, I feel like the way you've talked about it, I feel like you maybe like more about this than you maybe let on at the start. I, I, look, I don't completely hate it. Like, it's not the worst film I've ever seen in my, in my life, but um, it's not far off it. But uh, it's, like it's got some good points. Like it's there's some shots that are pretty cool. Like some of the action's pretty decent. Um there's just bits that are like just take me out of it a wee bit. You know, like when the guy gets like ran over on the train tracks mm-hmm. and they find like half of them. It's the top half. And his top half's just completely fine, as like as if like it's just been a clean cut. I was like, I'm pretty sure if you got ran over by a train, you'd been like a bazillion pieces like He's just like that. That was another bit that made me laugh out loud. His kind of calling card when it was like the the DED came up. Oh yeah, in the flames. Like, uh-huh. can you imagine like, doing all that stuff and then be like, right? I'm just going to paint my initials in uh, kerosene here. <laughs> just just a camera, just watching him doing that, like. We have we haven't really talked about the kind of backing story of how his dad was in like the mob and was a fighter and then there was a really I'm glad I mentioned that actually because there was a really kind of poignant scene where his dad tells him to hit the books like the only thing you should do is hit the books and he turns up and you see his report card and he's got all A's but it's at that exact moment he sees his dad like working for um I can't remember what the guy was called Fallon Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Um, what I, I thought that bit was quite powerful. How he'd really listened to his dad and really worked hard, only to be absolutely crushed. Yeah, it was a. That was quite a good part of the story. Um, quite a classic part of the story because his dad was always like, "Yeah, I'm working on double shifts at the docks. I don't. I'm going to be working for him." Mm-hmm. And his whole, his whole kind of image of his dad gets shattered because he sees him beating up this poor. So a chef or a butcher or something. Uh, it would fall on money. Um, yeah, it's quite a tough get... upbringing, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> see, see when I seen the, the credits coming up at the start, and it was like, um, was it David Keith? And I was like, oh, that's a guy at Community. I don't remember him being in that. 
that's that's Keith David. How's that over then? Ah, and the dad's the dad's David Keith. Um, but yeah, that was quite that was a good part of the story. Um, the only bit. <laughs> well, they woke up. Um, I the only bit that was a bit weird at the start was, you know, like when he fights the bullies, <laughs> and he just suddenly knows like martial arts. Um, and the, was he not kind of training him? Was he not kind of training himself up though secretly? Uh, so I don't know how well you can train yourself to do flips and all that. And uh, I don't know, like all suspended disbelief. Oh, I suspended my disbelief when the uh, the fat kids rushed him, and all he did was tap him in the backside, and he just took a a ninety degree turn into the fence, and I was like, no way. It looks so bad. It looks so bad. It looks so amateurish. I'm glad they kept in the scenes with the church because it's quite an important part of season one of the show where he goes to see the the priest and the, he does his confessions in the booth. Oh yeah, he's like macho, macho. How how similar are Daredevil and Batman though, just in terms of backstory and just. They're in like a kind of small area, and they're always like in the shadows and taking guys down and wanting vengeance. Like there's a lot of similarities between Batman and um, Daredevil. Yeah, and he even had the bats and the organs mm-hmm. when they float the float. But um, <laughs> see what made me laugh. Um, you know, like when the like the shadow of Daredevil like appears behind one of the thugs. And he's just got these tiny wee totally wee horns and it's like the most unintimidating thing in the world it's just like a wee guy with a couple of couple of bumps in his head oh well so despite your despite your disdain for the film at the outset paul we still managed to make 50 minutes discussion out of it yeah thanks craig <laughs> i had quite, quite a good time not gonna lie So, so we're on to seismic stars, Paul. Yeah, okay. Do you want to go first or shall I? I'll go first. I'm going to give this my entertainment. Is it entertainment value or is it like quality? Hey, it's your scale, man. You do what you want. So overall, every, every film is ranked. This is a disclaimer. Every film is ranked independently based on what the film is. I'm not going to rank this on the same scale as like a Good Will Hunting, for example. Um overall six point seven five. I can't I can't argue with that. Um I feel like I really enjoyed it. It was a bit kind of ridiculous and corny, but and I feel like my perceptions of the characters were really impacted by the show. So I think it would have been higher maybe if I hadn't seen the show. Or maybe I enjoyed it more because I'd seen the show. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't want to quite go seven. I didn't want to go six. So I went for 6.75. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. That's harsh. I don't know. It's just like I didn't 
I didn't like the kind of rush romance. I didn't like Daredevil's suit. I didn't like a lot of the action. I found really disorientating. It was just like flashes and going too fast. Like, see the bar fight at the start? I just couldn't really tell what was going on. It was just too fast and didn't seem very cohesive. Um, so it was getting a point for the soundtrack, a point for Colin Farrell's uh, mental faces, uh, a point for Kingpin, and a point because I'm a generous soul. So four what about Favre- Favreau's patter? It's okay, but it's very like, one-trick pony. Yeah, well. Grumpy PK is out tonight. Anyway, Grumpy PK, do you have any PK picks for the week? Uh, yes, I do. Um, but first, I just want to say congrats to a few people because, um, like you were saying, but the Moisture Farm Report, they've just finished season three or four, was it? Season four? Season four. Um, season four. Um, but script to finish season two, I think it was. And they've just started back up again today. Um, they've done a review on Return of the Jedi, which I've listened to just now. Oh, I'll need to check that out. Yeah, because it's the 40th anniversary. Um, I mean, if it comes to the new year, I forgot to see Return of the Jedi in the cinema. 100%. Nice. Um, ow. It's <laughs> a headbutt by my dog. Um, and it was the Nomads of Fantasy. They had their 100th episode. Uh, dissect a film. They had their 100th episode. Um, and the Grey's Tap Room uh, podcast, Making Tabs, they're just about to have their 100th episode. So just a few congratulations out there. It's quite a good milestone for them. And yeah, I've been listening to a couple of different bits and pieces. I was listening to about radio and um, I did a episode with them guesting about sequels and they'd mentioned an episode called Come At Me Bro where they picked like six people like six random people and another one would pick six random people and then they'd uh, just put them in fights against each other like oh who's winning a fight eh? and it'd be like such and such against such and such so it was like that's, um that's funny. It was actually quite funny that like pure random, uh, pure random uh, picks, and uh, one of them ended up being Warwick Davis versus, you know, that wee Hezbollah guy, the wee kind of, the wee fighter. He's like a wee tiny guy. No. Anyway, but it was hilarious. So like, I'd give them a listen. I listened to that today, um, and we also listened to. Action Movie Book Club, they were doing Snatch, a uh, Guy Ritchie film. Have you seen that? Still not seen it. I've, I've considered watching it a couple of times, just haven't got around to it. Yeah, I definitely should. Um, and there's quite a bunch of, there's probably about a dozen, because I've not posted them over the last couple of weeks, I've been out in the sauce at parties and stuff. So, no, so I've not done any the last couple of weeks. So, so I've got, I've got, yeah, so I've got one to, one to post uh, this week. we didn't get any real traction on our daredevil post we just got a picture of uh, bullseye that's all you need pinpoint perfect 
I just want to give a wee shout out to our good friend Jeff Menapache, who we had on for an interview a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I finished uh, Vengeance Games, the second book, and because I don't have that much time for physical reading, I've downloaded Hellbent, the third of the five, on Audible, and I've been listening to that, and it's quite interesting because it's centered more around two kind of previously secondary characters, um, so I'm enjoying listening to book three from our boy Jeff. Nice. Uh, I still need to do this first one. I'm, I'm still working my way through it. <laughs> At a very, very slow pace. Have you started it? No. Can I give you a tip? Leave a book beside your bed. Or that's beside where your play, that's, that's PlayStation was. Or beside your toilet or whatever you're likely to sit down. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll wrap up. So just to summarize, this was our Daredevil 2003 review. I'm trying to talk over the dogs. And we are Seismic Cinema. And if you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, give us a like, follow, retweet. And you can listen to this podcast. Well, you've already listened to it. So you can listen to other podcasts from us um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, um, Pod Spotify for podcasters, Good Pods, Audible, and Amazon Music. And that's why I do the plugs. So we would strongly appreciate if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous stuff that you subscribe or like or follow and help us continue to grow the channel. Um, we've got loads of stuff on there. We've got classic movies like Saving Private Ryan. We've got rankings of our favorite TV shows and our favorite soundtrack. We've got interviews with authors, directors, and we've got lots of reviews of new films and old films and quite a bit of Star Wars as well. You're getting good at this. You should be a pro podcaster. <laughs> Never know. I make it. I make it uh, headhunted. <laughs> oh, my screen just went black there, and I thought like my laptop had died, but it hadn't. Um, so next time up, we're going to be reviewing a Man of Steel in our DC week of our superhero month. And Paul is kindly just going to tell our viewers what our tagline is. Uh, it is the power of shoddy story, shoddy action, and shoddy characters. But a nice wee tight red PDC suit. It's actually the power of escapism, and we hope you've enjoyed escaping with us for almost an hour, talking about Daredevil, and movies and TV in general. So we look forward to you checking us out next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening and watching. <laughs>